such a vibe, isn't it? Welcome to another week of Obviously Good. Whether it is the opening of a new restaurant or a crowd culinary favorite, this is a podcast for everyday foodies by everyday foodies. We're eating honest food and dishing up honest reviews for you every Tuesday. Hello, welcome back our beautiful podcast listeners. You are joined as always with myself, Spicy B, Sweet Libby. Hi guys. And Buttery Bella. Hi guys. How are we all this evening, ladies? Good. Yeah, For very good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fresh, funky and free on a Monday. You look like you were meditating. <laughs> I love listening to Bella do the intro of the podcast. It really soothes me. Sets and warm, the tone. Yeah, it warms me into the, the session. So feeling good now. Calm. <laughs> That's really nice. Bella, how was your weekend? My weekend was fun. Had a friend's birthday brunch. You were there. I think I saw you there. Yeah. yeah. yeah I was like, the I recognize her. What is she doing? She follows me everywhere. Are you from obviously good? <laughs> too good it was a very very nice brunch like we all just brought this and that oh so it was a byo situation like you brought yeah snacks. yes i didn't we didn't know how they were gonna do it we obviously been to their house before but we arrived late not realizing it was like a sit down oh brunch. right i mean i feel like i knew that it was gonna be a sit down thing i didn't i just thought it would be like a canapes and champagne orange <laughs> oh, yeah fair so so sit down nice what did you bring bell I went to Baker's Delight and got blueberry scones and apple and custard pull aparts. Really oh, nice. That's, I feel like, something that I used to bring to, like, I mean, cool. No. Oh, you're about <laughs> to rip her apart, aren't you? Yeah. No, Finish your sentence, Libby. I don't want to, and I think I'm just going to put that do full stop it, there do <laughs> it, do and it. tell you about my wholesome weekend. No, tell us about your wholesome weekend. <laughs> so, this weekend, I'd been meaning to see my mother for a little while. And so I went over and had dinner with my mother and father on Saturday night. And it was just awesome because that I made her sound like she was really old and in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> She's not. She's young and kicking. And we drank a lot of wine and had some very important yeah, discussions did. about the world oh, and the way that. things are. So feeling good. Some And, you know, my, my dad and I had some good, strong arguments to each other. So really oh. adulting. Yeah, it did feel like that. It was, it was quite a uh, nice thing to do, particularly on a Saturday night as well. I wasn't out with you hooligans mm. dancing on the street. B, did you? COVID safe. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Dancing on the street, what? Did you bring a pool apart to this party? I or? did not bring a pool apart to this party. What's wrong um, with pool aparts? Can we please just address this? <laughs> it's something like when I, you remember when at school you'd have to have like, you know, the end of touch season party. And it'd be like a morning tea party that you'd have. What can I quickly buy that's readily available? Yes. And it was oh, I'm sorry, not everyone's part. a pastry chef. <laughs> yeah, true. That is coming from very high ground. <laughs> anyway, whatever. I made something, but I'm not going to discuss it because it will be my feature. Oh, leave us hanging. So listen till the end. All right. Well, if okay. you're not going to discuss that, where do we get to this week? Well, team, during COVID times, when you can't go to Mexico, bring Mexico to you. <laughs> Cute. This week, we dived into Mexico's almost ready-to-eat meal box. Creating some of the finest modern market-to-table Mexican cuisine in Sydney, Mexico combines regional flavours with techniques in their eclectic dishes. It was founded in 2013 by Dr. Sam Prince, and you might remember that name from a previous episode where we reviewed Indu. Since then, Mexico has continued to make noise amongst the culinary scene, and now with the pivot to takeaway... It just keeps getting better. It does indeed. Man, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this Dr. Sam Prince guy, I want to meet him. Okay. Does that sound weird? No, he'd well, be a very interesting fella. Yeah, so basically. Why is he a doctor? Well, this is the thing. When I was doing the research, 
I remembered, oh, yes, of course, because Mexico, Indu, and King Kyoto are all part of the same group. Yep. The Sam Prince Hospitality Group. Yeah. And Sam Prince himself is a medical doctor. Whoa. A philanthropist. And also, if you know him very well, he also started Zambreros. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So he founded Zambreros in 2005, which is actually- What's Zambreros again? The Mexican chain. Okay. Oh, so he's got right. Mexican, yeah. Mexican, Indian, Japanese. 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 Yeah. yeah. So he's just obviously uh, like trying to be a Justin Hemp's. Kind of. But then he's like super wholesome. And doing all this philanthropy, yeah. Yeah, So, and he's also quite young. I've seen photos of him. He's not old. Like someone with that kind of resume, you'd think, okay, they've spent their life work doing this for probably 80 years old. How old is he? Well, he looks like he's in his like mid-40s. Okay. Probably even younger. I could be aging him. Wow, that is so impressive. Imagine if we could all be doing that. <laughs> I know, crazy, crazy. Anyway, so we did Mexico take-home meals. Should we discuss Mexico, the venue, for those people that – haven't been yeah i mean i can talk to it quickly in terms of the pickup as well so mm-hmm. we had a bit of an awkward situation when we were trying to order because we thought we could get delivery but in the end it only delivered on something like saturdays and mondays or something weird yeah and so we we had a bit of a panic it was, a, it was a very stressful it was a bit of a debacle. so just make sure you double check the delivery days before you order Anyway, we were able to cancel that and move it to pick up, which meant that I went, I work really close to Mexico, just on Pitt Street. So I was able to just run in and grab it. Now, as you said, the venue is tall ceilings, beautiful, sort of colorful. There's a big grill sort of bar at the front mm, where they're like very charcoaling vibrant. meat and all that sort of thing there. And, and it's all a fully like, um, as you can imagine, tequila bar. Yes. Well, apparently they have over... 230 tequila options. What? And so <laughs> well, I've got to give my facts, guys. I've done my research. That's um, it. <laughs> and apparently all of them are 100% agave. Right. Right. Which is the plant. That- well, yeah, agave is the main plant in tequila, but most of them legally, I think the legal content you have to have is 50 to 60% agave and so the rest a- is usually cane sugar. So a cheap tequila doesn't have, have 100% agave. Mm, okay. So it's expensive tequila. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. And apparently the entire fit out costs somewhere between four to five million dollars. What? Yeah. That's just probably cheap. how much a fit out costs though. I, have I no think it idea. does in Sydney. Yeah. I think it does. Random though. Whoa. Imagine having that much cash. Anyway, with all that, you can also get the takeaway cocktails with the DIY kit if you wanted to. So yes. at the door there's the do takeaway um, margaritas in a little they come in little bottles and stuff. So if if we were being a bit more crazy, we could definitely have gone down that route. Mm. But we did just decide to stick to the DIY box. The first thing that you get is the guacamole. The famous guacamole. Is it famous? It is quite famous. If you're familiar with Mexico, maybe I just have a personal obsession with Mexico. I've been a couple of times. But when you go, they do it in front of you. Yes, It's like a whole theatre, dinner, art thing. when they do it in that thing? thing? Yes. The waiter comes out, the poor waiter who's been tasked with now becoming a chef, um, has. (laughs) they do the whole like crack the avo, peel the avo, put in everything. So when we get it at the take-home meal, it's essentially the same. Yes. So... I'm just thinking how hard of a job that would be. It's not that stressful because they have a mortar and pestle, so they're able to sort of like press it all in together. That's true, but it is an extra like 10 minutes to your service. Mm. No, that's fine, but it's more like people would be watching you cut that avo, getting the avo out of the avo, putting it I know, but I mean, that's all part of it. Like part of the the service is the performance of it. So, you know, like they have to put on a a nice face to you. They have to do all those things. That's just part of the service industry. That's true. And so I think that they'd just be part of their job. 
Yeah, and Mexico is a fun vibe. Like you go there, and all the waiters are like, "Let's do tequila shots," and like, I mean, they're not oh, doing them with you, but like, do you know what I mean? Like, like they're that. literally very animated people. Yeah, Jack and I went and we did the feed me menu, which I think you can get for like yes. eighty dollars a head or something so like good. that. And um, the first thing he walks in and goes, "Oh." You two look like you need a shot to start off with and a, um, and a margarita. And, like, you know, as I've said, Jack's not very good at saying no to when people are Jack's going. like, yes, 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 yes. He's like, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> so we're, like, already drunk before the first meal. Oh, anyway, so very fun place to go. Yeah, cool. because they are doing, at the moment, they're still very much open, but now they're also doing takeaway. Yeah. So whatever you feel comfortable with. Yeah, and I think that that just does bring us back to the point as to, so why did we choose to do the at-home kit? Um, and I think for us, it's just trying to work out what the right balance is. You know, Bee's still living at home, so she's still with her parents, trying not to go out too much. But obviously there are instances where we are going out where we feel it to be safe or appropriate. So sorry if we're messing you around, listeners, but we're just trying to do what we can. Absolutely. Well said, yeah. Libby. Well Thanks. done. <laughs> so after the guac, well, we had to put the guac together. Yep. And, um, and by that we mean Libby had to put the guac together. <laughs> Thanks, Bella. <laughs> and you would have seen the uh, time lapse I threw up on the Instagram. If you haven't, check it out. It was my first time lapse ever, guys. So forgive, please. Bea was so confused by the whole process. I was like, it's fine. It's going to be really fast. <laughs> yeah, I was moving the camera around. Libby's like, you don't get it. You put it down. Like, it's not a like a videographer thing. You just put it down. <laughs> anyway, what did we think of it, to be honest? Okay. So I have a bone to pick with this one because I am quite an avocado queen and I was not like... You thought the avocado was under, under ripe. And I was 100% with Bella on that one. Yeah. I'm back in the queen. I, yeah. I didn't, but maybe my taste buds are so bad, but I was like, yum, this is good. It just tasted like it wasn't quite perfect just yet. It wasn't ready. It wasn't ready. And that's the thing that's disappointing mm. because it's hard for them to tell how would they know. Like we all know when we go to the, the supermarket, you feel around for a while to pick the right avo. And yeah. and in oh. this instance, like you know, when they're in when they're in the restaurant, at least they can cut it open to check before they bring it to your table. Yeah. But this came as a one whole avo, so like high risk. Absolutely, avocados yeah. are a fickle fruit. Yeah. Are yeah. they a fruit? Yeah, I suppose they so. are a fruit. <laughs> no, are they a vegetable. They're a fruit. Crap! Which one's the fruit? Seed fruit. It's a fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Glad we cleared that on air. Um, absolutely. So I think you know it is a bit of a hit and miss. Yeah, and I thought it was a hit uh, with the avo, but Belle, you were definitely not there. And as well, we added the some chili, way too much Spanish onion. So they provided way us too much. maybe quarter of a quarter, an eighth. <laughs> See, I just think personally that guac is a personal thing. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like you, you were loving the lemon. I hate lemon. Um, yeah, the lemon You didn't like the... the Spanish onion. I love Spanish onion. The Spanish onion. Like oh. personally at home, I have probably like a feature now that I'm saying it, but I have a, a guac spice. From that really cute um, German spice shop, <laughs> Gergenhausen, I think, in the city. It's it's an actual spice that you put in guac, and now I can never have normal guac because I have a special spice that goes in it. Why, Why did, did you not bring, bring it? it? <laughs> Jinx. I, well, I, for, I didn't know that we were going to have guac. Okay, next time I'm bringing the spice. Well, yeah. I think that does bring it to one of the clear points and the clear error that we made is that we didn't add salt and pepper to our guac. And we've, like, as oh, soon as we worked that Maybe that, that was out, it. That, I said that we on that said night. That, I was you like, true. True, sorry. <laughs> we were, we'd eaten too much of it to go and get, like, it was just a little too late, but we probably still could have done it and redeemed I know, the guac. I know. So we had a bit of a bland guac situation, which, in fairness, the recipe is all on the website. So instead of it being in the bag, it's actually on you just have to follow the link on the website. It didn't actually say to add salt and pepper. So how are we to know? <laughs> but maybe because in that situation, they'd be like, oh, we have to put salt and pepper in the little packet. I know. Like it could just be like a... Well, that's it. If they'd done something like that, like added a bit of salt, or if they'd even written 
because on the website it just said guac ready to serve. Could and even be optional op- salt and pepper. Yeah, they should have put optional salt and pepper, and we would have known. Yeah. Anyway, or we sound pretty maybe, dumb. Well, maybe it's like everyone knows that like you can general just knowledge. put salt and pepper. Like, yeah. How far is too far? How far is when you have to tell people to put salt and pepper? Okay. In? Yeah, I feel like an idiot already. So <laughs> Sorry, now you need to rub it in. <laughs> okay, moving on. Yes, that brings us to the next sort of part of the meal. Now, um, as you'll see on the Instagram, it all comes in different boxes and containers. And obviously the main thing of the dish is this chicken. So it's a it says a, a negro mole chicken, which I don't know what that is, quite spiced. A spice, yeah. Very um, spicy. Chicken, but it was two big, big legs of chicken and we pop them in the oven. You have to cook them for 25 minutes. So after 10 minutes, I added the rest of the menu, which included the jalapeno poppers, mm. the patatas bravas, Mm. and the beef empanadas Mm. (laughs) and we cooked all that that all came out together looking nice and golden crispy divide that onto our plates and served it with the watermelon salad that also came with it and the sauces and not to be forgetting the sauces well because only because it was quite a lot of sauces there was was so too much sauce so the strong sauce on the chicken i think that is the the negro mole sauce or whatever so you're meant to rub it onto the chicken warm once the chicken's warm but you don't cook the sauce but it felt like it needed cooking did you yeah. guys think that? Actually, well, now that you say that, I feel like it should have been cooked on. Because it was a completely yeah. different temperature. And it was just like the spices hadn't been cooked out fully yeah. or something. I really liked it. it. Did you? Yeah, I really liked it. I know you guys were not a vibe and oh. you said multiple times, I did not like this I, I scraped it off. <laughs> I really oh. liked it. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. It did have a kick. It was a spicy kick, not a hot chili spicy, but no. spices. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm happy that you liked it. Then we also had the aioli, obviously, that went with the potatoes bravas. Yum. Who doesn't like a good crispy potato with some yum sort of spicy aioli? Yeah. Potatoes, I know more. Yeah, literally. Say, say no. no more. And they were heaven and they were cooked really well. I didn't try the beef empanadas because, as you know, I don't eat beef. You guys both commented afterwards that the beef was cooked really well, really tender. It was yum. It was yeah. super yum. And there was on, – on the top of that, it had the salsa verde. Yeah, weird sauce to uh, – oh, actually, sorry, not a weird sauce. I do actually have a chef at work that cooks a piece of sirloin or beef, whatever, and puts a salsa verde on it. That's very classic. Very classic, but I think it's very classic straight into the meat. Mm. There's pastry involved. Yeah, interesting. So I just think that a salsa verde is a bit of a rando, acidic, thin sauce for an – empanada yeah with like a puff pastry type outside yeah that's a what, bit, like, yeah. do you know what i mean like the salsa verde maybe should have gone on the chicken and the negro sauce maybe should have gone on the empanada i know i i don't actually know it all but i i do know what you mean and i think it also wasn't helped by the fact that i drizzled the um salsa verde on maybe like five or seven minutes before you actually bit into it because we took some photos i drizzled and so because it's such a thin sauce it probably like absorbed too much into the pastry and like made it not very crispy or something so yeah please forgive me for that no but super delish i just thought it was a weird texture yeah the next thing to to not be missed out of the that came out of the oven were the jalapeno poppers yes i am a mother effing sucker for jalapeno (laughs) poppers you are you often rave about how much you love them uh, they uh, are good uh, get in me now oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, okay she's good she's very good she's okay everyone don't worry <laughs> um what do you think bell i okay so jalapenos are probably the only thing i can eat that is really spicy like i don't know what it is my taste buds just don't react to them i didn't actually, think that um, they were that spicy though this time like i didn't know they taste like capsicums yeah they did and obviously it depends which ones you get right 
the same. skill that Bella is discussing is actually the one that we did discover in Mexico eating jalapeno papas. Yeah. She was like on fire and like sweating and crying. It was a really weird night because I can do spice. Yeah. And I love jalapeno papas. And when in Rome, when in Mexico, so I was chowing these down and I was like, I am on fire, 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 call a fire brigade. And then Bella jumped in and was like, these are fine. What are you talking about? And you were just hoeing them down. Yeah. yeah. And I can't do spice at all. That is so weird. But I thought that these ones particularly were very mild, not a hint of yeah, spice. very mild. They have cream cheese sort of filling on the inside. Mm-hmm. With, Which would probably like kill down the spice anyway. Absolutely. And then it had like some puffed quinoa on the top, which I liked for extra crunch. Yes, Ooh. because we were looking into it and traditionally like jalapeno poppers can kind of be whatever you want. There's not really a recipe. As in when you Google it, it kind of just says that traditionally they're just a mixture of cheese Spices, They've got to have cheese. Herbs. Yeah. Has to have cheese. Mm. Um, but like cheese, spices, herbs, and in some cases they have meat in them. Yeah, these ones didn't. No, these ones were vegetal. And, and I thought they were good. I thought they were definitely a standout on the plate. Yeah. I was lucky enough to get two, so yay for me. Yeah, we traded you an empanada for. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and then we also had the watermelon salad. Now, I just felt like this could have been fresher maybe or something. It was a bit, as B said, slimy. Yeah. Yes, that's but a thing, that's, right? It was slimy because it wasn't fresh, right? I could, couldn't agree more. Yeah, it I was think, watery. Well, <laughs> oh, watermelon's 70% water. Yeah, so. d- I'm going to pipe down Is there. it only 70%? Yeah. I'd assume it to be higher. But Is that yeah. a hard fact? I think I just made up a little percentage. <laughs> I mean, no one fact check us. We don't need it. We're yeah. not here for it. We're not a facts podcast. <laughs> Literally, as we said, we're a feelings podcast. <laughs> Only come out for feelings. Bella, feels like it's 70%. It's 70% on this podcast. I back it. I will back you to the end. <laughs> so that's what, that is interesting because it also had pistachios and bits of other sort of spice in it, but I ha- totally didn't notice it. Bella's just pulled up her phone now and is looking at me and it's actually 92% water. <laughs> so much <laughs> Higher. I mean, it is called watermelon. But I was like, bring it down so that we don't exaggerate. Yeah. Whoops. Whoops, here we are. I'm just, I'm not a melon person. So from the get go, I wasn't keen. And then, yeah, I had that bit and it just wasn't vibing with my mouth. I think it was the perfect contrast. Yeah, I did too. Definitely to that really rich, heavy, spicy um, chicken, chicken sauce. Yeah. You definitely needed, needed a- that light and fruity vibe happening. Absolutely. And so I, I really liked it. B, you only had three cubes of it. And we're not interested. I only ate one. Oh, yeah. You gave us the other one each. <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> no, I just, again, you know what I've said before many times on the podcast, fruit is fruit. Oh, you're so weird like that. Don't you mix are- it. It's not dinner time. Okay, this is not pizza and pineapples. This is totally different. No, that is the same concept. No. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mean? Pineapple and pizza. Bottom hill with chicken. Like, it, you know, it's the same thing. Okay, I just think that you need to practice a bit of that. But yeah. that's not for us to attack you for. No. But you. I do thank think you. That you need to work on it. Okay? I've actually met fellow fruit fruitists. <laughs> Yeah, you are a fruitist. I love how you have convos with people about it. Yeah, because it's very rare that you come across someone that agrees. And when you find someone that agrees with you so passionately about something, you have to align. You, like, hold them in your heart. You become closely. alliances. Well, that's really nice. And I'm really glad that you've got a group out there. But um, I think you're on the wrong side of history. <laughs> <laughs> so watch yourself. Very cool, buddy. <laughs> anyway, cool. that brings us to the last dish of the kit, which was the margarita cheesecake ching 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 this has to be the star yeah do you think yeah for sure i feel like it was exactly what we needed to cleanse our palates have a little bit of sweet yummy taste oh i'm just remembering the salty part 
Sorry. Which was so nice. I <laughs> love the salt. Which was so nice, except, so, obviously, there's three of us. Mm. We divided it by three. Yeah. I did the divisions. So, I scooped it out into cups for you guys, and I ate it from the tub. Yep. And the salt was on the top. Oh. The salt was on the top. Like on the rim, thick, like, like a, a thick layer. Kind of, yeah. So... You guys were discovering it later than I was, and it was really hitting me hard right. at first. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, essentially, yeah, it was um, had like a crumble at the bottom, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, like full of coconut and bits of yum, like crispy things. Very limey. Yeah. And, then, and I think the cheesecake pretty much was just a lime cheesecake, like the actual yeah. um, bit of it. But that, You can't go wrong with cheesecakes, can you? Oh, it was good. It, it was really, really good, actually. Yeah. I feel like we don't eat them enough. We need to incorporate them more. Cheesecake's underrated. <laughs> cheesecake's underrated. Do we agree? Yeah. Yes, and it is also true. A baked cheesecake is actually a you know there is a skill to it. For oh sure. yeah, it's when not easy. Curl it too much. Yeah, or if you if it cracks in the middle of the cheesecake, which always happens with my cheesecakes. So oh. I think power to them. This was definitely the highlight of the meal for me. Me too. I suppose we should go on to the next part of the podcast. I suppose so. Order off the menu, which is the part of the podcast where we decide for you guys whether it's worth a visit or not. B, will you kick us off today with Booze Your Basic? I thought you'd never ask, Libby. Um, oh, I actually feel the spotlight. Bougie. Okay. Okay. From home? I think it is a bougie meal at home. Guac bougie? Yeah. Oh, now I think I'm changing my rule. No, no, no. Guac, I think Guac can be bougie. I think I can definitely back you up on here if you need some support. I still think the rating system is valid, even though we're doing at-home kits. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So then what I guess my mind takes me to is... I'm rating this up against what I would normally get for takeaway. Do you know what I mean? But pre-COVID, what yes. would you normally get takeaway? Yes. Pizza. Okay, true. Thai food. Do you know what I mean? You're not getting – these are restaurants that have never before offered takeaway or Absolutely. at-home meals. So yeah, prior like to this, it. Mexico has never done that. So I would say it's on the bougier side of things. No, true. definitely. And I did feel like when I was picking it up, and as we haven't really mentioned yet, but this is a for two serving, but it's the deluxe box. And so – so there's just a bit more in there. I did feel like I was like, oh, I'm picking up something quite nice. Yeah. yeah. You know, like it wasn't just like your average pizza. It's not or... being delivered on the back of some sweaty guy's shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> Bella's actually dreaming. She's like, oh, I love when That's that most of your weekends, hun. Okay. <laughs> well, Belle, I suppose that rolls into mate or date. Look, I'm going to go on with that bandwagon and say probably date because you can get the cocktails with it if you want to, as I yeah. was saying earlier. But if not, if you've got some tequila at home, you can just whip up some margaritas, put it all together, chuck on a dress if you're feeling a bit hot. <laughs> <laughs> and I do think it was it's not too hard. Like I think the issue with the, you know, when we did the yum char at home, there was a little bit of admin, like you had to go in and out, in and out. This one was just literally one pan in the oven. So while that pan's in the oven, you can quickly whip on your lipstick, tie your hair up, get ready for the day. You know, like the- tie your hair up. I like that. <laughs> I don't know. Do a shimmy. I'm not, I'm not sure what you need to do to go on a date. But, you know, like it, it's less maintenance, so there is more time to focus on the date perhaps. Yeah, exactly yeah, right. Absolutely. And if you actually even want to go into Mexico, then it's definitely. I've been on a couple of dates there and they even have trick for young players. They have a tequila wheel. Oh, fun. Ooh. So, and on the wheel, there's, it's three panels and you choose your price, your spice and your flavor. And then based off that, they pick a tequila from the back shelf, which is like mid height to ceiling of tequila. It can get quite pricey, but you choose one and then you kind of like sit there and sip it. And it's really nice. 
There That's you go. such a good little date, like activity as well. Yeah, it's like, like something fun to do. An icebreaker. Yeah, Absolutely. and gets you more drunk, which is kind of good on a first date Always or something. Always good. <laughs> Always good. Anyway, Lily. <laughs> Speaking of pricey tequila, dollars for dishes. Ah, see what you did there. Well, same way. <laughs> I think the thing to put out here is that we have three of us and we ordered the deluxe meal, which says it's for two, but we obviously shared it by three and it was $80. So when you're doing it for two, $40 a head, that's still quite reasonable. It's sort of a, a price you'd pay for a nice dinner. Obviously, we didn't have any booze, so that is something to consider there as well. But then with three of us, and we, and we definitely ate enough. We definitely had enough food that evening. Yeah, it was one of those things where looking at the containers, I was like, oh, don't know about three. And then we divided up and we had more than enough. So Absolutely. for two, you would be stuffed. Yeah, yeah, stuff. Very sufficient. Yeah, so I'm thinking that that's pretty pretty good. I was pretty happy with the the, the amount of food and the quality was really high. Mm. I thought yeah. that all everything was very considered in there, apart from the avocado. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but was it the avocado's fault or was it the salt and pepper's fault? Definitely, it could have been the salt and pepper's fault. Both. Sheesh, that was an error on our behalf. Any which way, I'm going to give it quite a good rating because I'm feeling quite happy about it. I'm thinking it was a three point five out of five. I'm not hitting it out of the park, but it's definitely got a few home runs. Maybe you took baseball recently. Did I say cricket? <laughs> Sweetie, baseball. This brings us to food features and fails, which is the part of the podcast where we discuss a food feature or just a terrible fail from our week. Bella, food feature or fail, darling? I'm actually quite excited about this one. So I try and every now and then reduce my milk intake. Well, I, cow yeah, milk, I yeah, should yeah, say. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Okay, so your fair belly. Enough, fair I enough. think I may be lactose intolerant and like in denial. But anyway. <laughs> Let's not get into that. We do <laughs> not want to confirm that. <laughs> um, but so when I can, I try and cut it down. And at the moment, slash I have kind of mm, flirted with it in the past, but I'm back on it at the moment, is Nutty Bruce. Yes, the, the brand. Yep. Okay. So, it's coconut and almond milk. So you can get all ranges. I've tried a one that's like roasted almond and something milk. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've seen them at Fruitologist. Yeah, so you can find them at any sort of fancy fruit place, but also at Woolies. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, so it is run of the mill. Yeah. Well, oh, it is now. That. I don't know if it always was, but obviously they've caught on to it and I'm loving it. And it's really good for you. So good for you. And tastes really yummy. Like Sometimes if I'm, if I'm feeling like I want some sort of treat really late at night, mm. you know, when you have a glass of milk sometimes. Yeah. This one is perfect because it's light but creamy and yummy. That's actually so good but hilarious from you because, like, <laughs> who has a glass of milk before bed? Like a cat? <laughs> <laughs> Should we come around and stroke you? <laughs> she would like that. Don't ask. Yeah. I, really, I really like the vibe of that, but I really – I just can't get past almond milk. No, it, but it's that? mixed with coconut. Yeah, I don't like coconut milk. Okay, look, oh. try it and then get back to me about it. It's also good because I know that with Nutty Bruce, in most instances, there's no added sweeteners or anything like that. So it's so all it's natural. Very organic. Yes, yeah. correct. Right. So yum. Yum. Give it a go, guys. Love that for you. What about you? What about me? Oh, yes, my feature from earlier. Um, <laughs> so uh, the mystery is now coming out. If you've listened this far, well done. Give yourself a pat on the back. As said earlier, we went to a brunch on the weekend. I made one of the infamous quiches. You are literally famous, not infamous, famous for quiches. Yeah. Quiche, quiche queen. Is she? Yes. Quiche queen. Oh, I don't know her for that. 
the amount of times in high school I went over and had quiche at the Thompson household. Oh, yeah. It's Hi. like the one thing that I do and I do well and I do it on mass as well yeah. for a lot of people. Every Easter I make like four or five quiches. That's right. It's your um, tradition. I've even branched out to the Mexican quiche, actually. That even suits this podcast. But sorry, not this weekend. Oh, okay. I but was like, no. whoa, it's destiny. <laughs> I did the classic quiche Lorraine. Um, so absolute feature for me. But also what I thought was also a feature was I, you know, you go to a party, you bring a cake tin have a couple wines. Do you remember the cake tin? Probably not. Usually no, it ends up in no. the back of someone's cupboard. I took that cake tin home. Oh, this yeah. had a turn. I thought you were going to have left it there. No. Great. This is such an improvement from last time. Leaving the party, I sweeped it out of the, the depths of the kitchen. Great. And took it home with me. Did it all get eaten? Yeah, definitely did. Oh, that's good. I was a bit sad. I didn't get, your quiche came out a little too late for me. I'd already eaten the whole well, of it. Well, we were late to brunch and then it was sit down and oh, it was awkward. You've know, you got to reheat a quiche. But if the listeners do want to try this quiche Lorraine, the actual recipe for it is on our website. So make sure you check it out. It totally is. I forgot that. It is on the website. <laughs> it is on obviouslygoodpodcast.com. Check it out. Absolutely. Libby, bring us home, feature or fail. All right, so I've got, as you might expect, a feature again this week. I think you should be banned from (laughs) this. But this one is going to be a bit of a holistic feature. It's still cooking related. So I haven't quite felt myself lately. I mean, nothing too serious, just a bit like strange. I think perhaps like everyone, COVID's get me a bit weird. My head's been a bit all over the shop. And I think that also part of it is that I haven't been baking much. So... What I did over the last, I think, um, two weeks is I've just baked endlessly. So I baked 90 cookies for work the other week. Oh, my goodness. I, you know, have been baking you guys some stuff lately. And I think I'm just, this feature is just shouting out baking Baking. and clearing my head while doing it. You're back on. You're back here. You're shining. You're shining Does that that sit in the feature realm? Do I have an echo over here? (laughs) (laughs) Of course that sits in the feature realm. Also, you know. Libby, plug yourself. Guys, if you haven't checked out Sweet Libby's Insta, do it. Do it. Well, you'll see some more baking to come on it, obviously, because I'm getting back into the swing of things now. Yep, custom orders. Hit her up. All right. Maybe don't, but try. (laughs) Libs, we love when you are baking and when you're happy, so it's great that you have that. Thanks, guys. What a humble note to end on. Thanks so much, guys, once again for listening to this episode. Thanks so much for listening every episode, guys. We really appreciate it. You've been with us from the start and we just have some news for you guys. Unfortunately, the band is actually breaking up. Psych! (laughs) (laughs) We're actually only breaking up for one week. We decided to take a beat because we've got some really exciting things on the horizon and we'll be back in your ears with season two on the 29th of September. Between now and then, make sure you guys stay safe. And if you're going to miss us, don't worry. We'll still be on the socials delivering some juicy, juicy content. Until next time. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.